This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... I am the monarch of the sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and we're going to go a little old school with our formatting today. It's a rare episode of 80s News Now. I mean, we're not living in the goddamn Middle Ages here. We got TV. We got Family Feud. With me, as always, fresh from our West Coast chapter meeting of the Stuck in the 80s co-hosts, it's Brad in L.A. Steve, I went out and had beers last night with Drew and Marty, and it was great. Oh, my gosh. Those guys are awesome. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. They are. I love them. I can't wait to have them back on the show again. You should have them on the show, and I'll go do their shows. That'd be fine. Well, that's not fine. Nah, we, we, have, we need to have them back on the show. All though. three, all three of us, like three. We, we need to have a threesome, which is words I've been waiting to say to you for the longest time. Oh, that's not <laughs> creepy at all, Steve. Uh, if people, people may have seen the photo on our uh, Stuckinese Facebook page of uh, Brad, Marty, and Drew out last night. Yeah, come, come meet us at the Golden Road Brewery here in Glendale. Is that where you were? Yep. yep. It looked like you were in like a. A tow truck garage or something. Well, it's a it's a brewery that opened a couple years ago, and it's in a kind of an industrial area, so it's definitely got that kind of high tech, low tech thing going on. Now, commence operation. Vacuum suck. Did you talk about the podcast at all? We did a little bit, a little bit. Did you talk about any future show ideas? Uh, we did. We actually have some good ones that uh, I don't really want to talk with you right now about. Uh huh. But we know we did talk about the show and when you know what episodes they wanted to come back on for. We had oh, some good. really interesting ideas for the, the uh, anniversary show, the 10-year anniversary show. Oh, good. Yeah, that's about, geez. It's coming like a freight train, my <laughs> it's friend. It's about a month away. Shocking. It's about a month away. So we better get busy with our first uh, segment of 80s News Now. Here we go. Time to get busy. So Duran Duran has a new song out, and it's called Pressure Off. The song is the first single off their upcoming album, Paper Gods, which is due out here in the U.S. in September. Pressure Off features vocals by Janelle Monet and Nile Rodgers. But here's my question. Is it any good? What do you say, Brad? You know, I'll tell you, when I first played it, like the, the intro, I'm like, eh, this doesn't really do anything for me. And then it got to the chorus. And once it got to the chorus, it 
started to I started to get a little more into it, and then I realized that I'd been replaying it for about forty five minutes. So yeah, it got a, it got a tooks into me. I was really worried when I first heard the first fifteen seconds of it because I'm like, oh really? Because mm. I liked uh, All You Need Is Now, or is that? Yeah, all you need is now is the last album. That's a great album, and they're playing the Hollywood Bowl this fall, and I'm like, oh, I kind of regret not seeing them on the last tour. Maybe I should go on this tour, but boy, if this first single stinks, eh, that's a harder sell. So, yeah, I liked it. I like it. Rumor has it on this tour they're playing some stuff that they've never played live before. I've also heard they're playing uh, The Chauffeur on this tour. Oh, really? So, I'd say it's worth going. What did you think? Well, you should come out. We should talk about that separately. Yeah, we'll talk about that separately. But what did you think of it? Um, Like you, I hated the first 15 or 30 seconds of it. It's just thin. It's really thin at the start. You know, I have this thing about, you know, bands trying to be, you know, 80s bands trying to be contemporary. And just, you know, be who you are. And I don't know that... This just in, Steve Spears hates change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know it's kind of predictable. But All You Need Is Now is a new album, but it has an older sound. But it had, I, yeah, it was, it was a, walked a very careful line between an homage to the old and something new, and I thought they just nailed it. This, this is just too new for me. Um, I don't well, like you're it. Well, li- you're still mad for, with you, too, for moving on from The Unforgettable Fire, yeah. let's face it. Well, but their sound isn't anything that's like monkeying today's sound i mean there's they're just a rock band now and they're yeah. doing rock songs it's just they're just not songs that i i don't think are catchy yeah anyway but, i'm sorry that's Dr- totally Dr- Dr- different topic no it's it's same idea but i just think this is overproduced and it's just it's got too many tricks it's 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 everything that's bad about music today yeah, see, I guess, I don't know, am I just easier to please? Because I thought it was really catchy once it got going, and I really liked it. And once, uh, Okay, yeah. so they're using the tricks, but they worked on me. Well, like, I guess I'm a simple man at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I mean, you're right about the chorus. When you get to the chorus, it sounds like a Duran Duran song again. But then as soon as it gets out of the chorus, then it sounds like some sort of, you know, wet fart from, you know, from the crap that we're subjected to today. No, I just, don't, I just, don't, don't be old man Spearsy. Come on. I am old man Spearsy. I'm gonna <laughs> you don't have it. to embrace it so strongly. Anyway, but I, when the album comes out, I'll probably buy it, or at least will listen to clips from it, and I will base my decision on that. And, yeah, I'm and, not going to quite pre-order the album, but I'm I'm intrigued. Right. I'll I'll listen to it, um, and we'll see how the greater album turns out. But in the meantime, you know, I'm I'm giving them a. A C minus or a D plus. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna give it a solid B. I, I do think it's a little thin. I wanted a little more low end in there, but yeah. uh, that just may just be the MP3 encoding. I don't right. know. Right. All I hear is Simon and Niles, and uh, that's it. I don't hear the rest of the band. Uh, anyway, moving on. Steve, has there been a time-traveling trilogy that's been more scrutinized than the Back to the Future series? No. I mean, I think we know everything there is to know about these movies. Everybody knows Crispin Glover got bounced because he asked for too much money. Everybody knows Eric Stoltz was Marty for six weeks before he got replaced by MJ Fox. And everybody knows that Huey Lewis finds the pinheads to be too darn loud. But, that said, this week marks the release of Cassine Gaines' 
book, We Don't Need Roads, which is an oral history, behind-the-scenes look at the filming of this classic and adored set of movies. And it looks like he's done the legwork. He says he's logged 500 hours of interviews with the cast, the crew, the director, everybody but you know everybody but Einstein, basically, and Copernicus. So what do you think, Spearsy? Is it your density to read this book this summer? <laughs> Uh, it's my it's my density to reread your intro to this uh, Seggy this again this summer. Um, yes, I want to read this book, and I have a birthday coming up. You can send it to me. <laughs> Intent. Oh, I have some other ideas along those lines. Um, I'm not sure if she'll get into the box though, so uh, I may have to tranquilize her. Um, yeah, I think this looks like it could be good beach reading. You know, if you're taking a trip and you just need something to kind of occupy your brain so that you don't notice you're crammed into coach class or stuck in the station wagon with the tribe. Yeah. Uh, this this could be the thing. It's a much – the way you describe it is perfect. I, I could much easier see myself reading this like in a hotel room, you know, on vacation, you know, where I usually go to – where I go to some tropical location and then hold myself up in my room just like I would do <laughs> if I were home. Yeah. I mean you're not going to sit in your sit in your chair and read this with the yellow legal pad next to it making notes. I mean, no. You're, you're going to read it and kind of let it hit you and bounce off. And I don't, you know, I don't think I read it like for a half hour before I go to bed at night either. Right. So there, I did read an article that talked a little bit about some of the stories he had. And there is some new stuff there like um, when Stoltz was getting let go – Everybody knew but him almost. Wow. Yeah, and Tom Wilson was glad to see him go because I guess uh, Stoltz was really, really big on, or probably is still, really big on method acting. And so when he's shoving him in the cafeteria, like, he was pushing him hard. And, he, you know, Tom Wilson, who plays Biff, had bruises all over his collarbone from this guy. He's Jesus. Like, like, I'm ready for that scene when I get to punch him. That's going to be great. <laughs> but then it, it didn't happen. So, anyway, yeah, I think it's probably worth a look. So what's the name of the book again? The name of the book is We Don't Need Roads. And the author? The author is Cassine Gaines. Excellente. Mr. McFly! Mr. McFly, you just arrived! Oh, hi, Marty! I think it's your new book! Ten years, man! Ten! Where have you been for ten years? I freaked out, joined the army, went into business for myself. I'm a professional killer. Oh, does that? Do you have to do postgraduate work for that, or can you can you jump right in? I'm, I'm curious about that. No, it's, not, it's an open market. Open market. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Ten years, man. Ten ten years. Last big news item of the day. Everybody in Stuck in the East wants to know how did Brad and LA's reunion in Oklahoma go? It was great, Steve. I had a really good time. Um, I don't really have any like Spearsonian level stories to tell. <laughs> it's good. Uh, you know, nothing of that nature happened, but it was really fun. So, you know, I'm. I'm getting ready to leave for the airport. I'm like, I need and I need some music to listen to to put me in the in the mood. I need something to kind of set the tone. And I had this inspiration. I bought um, Asia's second album, Alpha, on my phone and listen. And I pop it in the car. And I'm telling you, it's perfect because I'm sure I haven't heard that in 35 years. And the whole album is just like prog rock with breakup poetry applied over it. The whole album is just this angsty crap, and it was perfect. It was so good. You, it, everyone should go back and listen to that. It's just, it's so bad, it's good. But, uh, you know, it was great. I saw a bunch of people I haven't seen in forever. Um, we had about, I don't know, 35 people out of a class of 85 or 90 show up, which I think is pretty respectable. 
Um, I was out until 3 o'clock in the morning on both Friday night and Saturday night. So, you know, it was good. You didn't you didn't keep in touch with me at all. I got like very very rare texts from you. I'm sorry. I I was uh yeah, I was busy at the bar and, you know, saying hello to people and you you don't want to be that guy who's up in the corner on his phone the whole time. So, <laughs> no, I want to be the guy who's still up in the in my bedroom in the hotel who hasn't yet joined the party. Yeah, and, reading We Don't Need Roads and making notes on an illegal yeah, pad. <laughs> exactly. That's that's how I'm going to be. So, let me ask you this. Did did anyone do was there any sort of behavior that was particularly embarrassing that Got noticed by everybody. I didn't really see anything. Now, Nobody booted? Was, you know, not that I know of. The whole group was only together for dinner, and then people kind of went their own way. Um, there's a district in Oklahoma City called Bricktown that has a bunch of restaurants and bars and stuff. And so the, the dinner was at one of these restaurants, and then people kind of scattered different directions. So huh. it's certainly possible that bad things happened, but I didn't. I wasn't lucky enough to see them. See now, that's a great that's a great idea for a reunion. I wish my school was doing that or my class. Like, go to an entertainment district, you know, where you can like we all find like the little banquet room, and we have our dinner, and then right. like there's any, any one of five bars within 50 feet that we could go to. So like the little cliques can break up yeah, if they want to. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna hang out with your people, right? I mean, you're gonna say hi to maybe you say hi to everybody. I mean, there are people that I said hello to that you know, no one was rude, but there are definitely people that you know, okay, man, we're not really gonna talk much because we don't really have much to talk about, but. You know, your tribe, you're going to go find some place to sit down and have a drink and chat. Did you Did you tell anybody about the podcast? I did. I did. And actually, I <laughs> helped at least one person load an app onto their phone so that they could download them. Okay, good. What was their reaction when they found out what you were doing? They're, it's You know, again, it's they're kind of bemused by it all. Like, I, yeah, I, I think I we're, we're a little bit in the podcast echo chamber. We know what one is, and I listen to them literally every day to and from work. I mean... I was complaining to Katie about how I can't keep up with them. But, um, yeah, people were like, well, tell me again about this podcast. And I kind of had to develop the pitch a little bit. Well, it's like radio, but you kind of listen when you want to, and we talk about this kind of stuff. You know, Then I, I dropped a couple names, and they're like, well, we talked to Adam Ant last year. We talked to Nina Blackwood, and they're like, oh, okay. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I have a, you know, I don't have 35 new fans that are listening to the show. But, you know, that's okay. That's a, well, you were busy doing that. Um, somebody, somebody was, uh, some member of my class that I went to had found me on Facebook last week or the end of last week and was trying to talk me into going to the reunion. And, yeah. uh, I'm like, no, I really, I don't know. I just, I don't really want to go. I said, there's not, everyone there is getting, you know, they're married, they have kids. And, and she goes, well, I'm single. <laughs> and I'm like, Ding. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> The, the light of possibility started shining in my eyes. And I immediately went and started looking for hotel rooms. The poll numbers are looking better. Yeah. I started looking for hotel rooms around oh, that's the, funny. the place. And, and I found, like, there's this really swanky, or it was back in the day. It's, it's this whole, this whole I'm, idea. I'm, I'm picturing the place in Hot Tub Time Machine. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> K-Vals! <laughs> You're at the right age for uh, Kodiak Valley. So back in the day in uh, – in Tampa Bay, there's this golf resort called Innisbrook, and I think they have like a, they used to have a PGA Tour stop there. I don't know if they still do, but I've never been there. But it's like I think it's three miles by the as the crow flies from this bar, which is called um, the Thirsty Marlin. Nice, that's a Florida bar if ever there was. <laughs> yeah, one. every every bar in Florida is some ver- ver- variation of um, it's like it's a it's a it's either thirsty or hungry, and it's some sort of uh marine life so it could be like the hungry manatee or the 
<laughs> the horny dolphin. The horny dolphin. I, I, my favorite bar in college was the Purple Porpoise. So, Ooh. so there you go. I just, fact, actually, just ordered a T-shirt from there. Anyway, point being, um, let's say that she stoked the, the fires. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we'll see what happens. We're about one month out from. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Yeah, I, I, I just needed a, I needed a storyline. I need something that make it intriguing. So. Yeah. So I want I have a as it turns out I get on the plane to fly home and I'm checking my email before I turn off my phone and I get an email that's titled you know class of 1985 reunion and I'm like yeah I I just went <laughs> no it's an invitation to my California high school class reunion oh and that's a fish of a totally different color <laughs> you were only there one year I was there one year I I don't really have any intention of going unless. Okay. A couple of my friends really get on me about it because I, I, I honestly I won't remember anybody and they certainly yeah. won't remember me. Yeah. Well, I remember this particular girl because I actually I went to middle school with her, Ooh. and I had a big crush on her then. Yeah. And then at some some party my senior year in high school, um, she and I like made out for an hour in someone's bedroom. <laughs> so it's like you the know, story is getting great. It could be interesting. So so she. She she even seemed intrigued by the idea that I might have a nearby hotel room. So hmm. I don't, I'm not putting any horses before any carts because you know I'm still not there and she's still not there. And yeah, well, but it's, but as you say, it's intriguing. It's intriguing, but you know, a one month before a reunion when you haven't seen someone in thirty. Well, actually, I saw her at the ten year reunion, but um, I was married then. So don't trifle me with details. Yeah, it's like it's just it's 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 complicated web and it'll figure itself out but something else has to figure itself out first you know what that might be the seggies ah the mystical refrain of reader mailbag um we have a letter here from g ray and uh, brad's gonna do the honors yeah here we go g ray g ray writes still binge listening to the podcast still filing this shit under b for brilliant I'm on number 127. Boy, G-Ray, you are hitting the stride right there because yeah, that that's the sweet spot of, yep, of yep. all kinds of podcast awesome. Uh, I think it is still 2009 on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> 2009. So am I in my 30s? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think 2009 would be about the VGF time. Yeah, I 19, thought. yeah. Oof. So she's still to come anyway. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. It would be right around then. Yeah. Anyway. Lots of intrigue waiting for you, uh, G-Ray. You have so much to look forward to, and then the quality really drops off around 276. Anyway, G-Ray continues. I find myself dying to buy a DeLorean and a flux capacitor so I can go back in time to tell you guys that MySpace is about to hit the fan, so stop referencing it. <laughs> Were you doing that? I had no idea. And also, if you're going to interview Patrick Swayze and John Hughes, you better reach out quick. Oh, that's not oh, nice. Yeah, Michael Jackson, too. Also, I would tell you to cheer up because in 2014, Annabeth Gish is going to appear in a show called Sons of Anarchy on top of a police cruiser and finally put to bed the topic of who would you do, Gish versus Sky? It's really hmm. a no-lose scenario, the way I think of it. Uh, yeah, I, that's a win-win. You're absolutely right. That's the reverse Kobayashi Maru, <laughs> which you pay a little extra for. Oh, my for, God, I love that. But I think you'll find it's worth it. It's the Kobayashi Maru, sir. Are you asking me if we're playing out that scenario now? I honestly have to thank you for making my days at work fly by. I listen to about a dozen podcasts, but have put them all on hold for Spearsy. I can't even remember who the president is right now. <laughs> my brain is filled with Mama No, Molly Sherman, Genesis, and the greatest movie from the 80s, Ferris Bueller. Could you describe him for me, please? Another jacket? 
I'm on the verge of pulling down my extremities promo poster of Farrah and replacing it with a stuck in the 80s icon, printed out in Dot Matrix, no less. Yes, the show is that good. Hope you're making some money off this gem because as of yet, I hear no advertising. Forever stuck, G Ray. Well, G Ray, in a few years you'll hear the. This show is sponsored by the 80s cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no money as of yet. No, no, no dollars. Only certain personal considerations. We're just kind of, yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah ominous. Trying to work on some personal considerations. Uh, we always keep we always keep hoping that our sugar mama lands down someday and says, or someone who owns a company who might say, hey, yeah, 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 savings and loan. I mean, and, and, for my people. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, hey, well, I'll pay for an ad on your th- thing. I understand what a podcast is. Uh, anyway, we, explained it to me. Yeah, I always describe it as a. Uh, internet-based on-demand radio show, but uh, that's, that's very good. So that's that's usually focused on a single topic, but also has a few uh, regular segments. So that's so succinct. I like it. Yeah, uh, and p- p- people still kind of look at you like, what? I want to watch that. If they know what it is, they do, and if they don't, it's like, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, as always, we love your letters. Please send them to sit80s at gmail dot com. And we're glad you're listening because you get it. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the drill here. We play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you get it right, you get entered into the drawing for a stuck-in-the-80s bottle opener. If you get it right. If you get it right. Uh, uh, okay. The trouble is, this last uh, mystery movie moment, only one person got Apparently it Apparently, right. it was too mysterious. It was. Granted, hey, I didn't get it myself. People said, oh, they're too easy, they're too easy, and then you give them a hard one and they just turn it back on you. Yeah, where's that? So anyway, so pay attention. Here was the clue from our last uh, episode that featured this segment. What more do you want from us? Why can't you just let us go? You can't just be let go. I don't think your father even believes that now. Yeah, it's a little mysterious, so we're going to give you one more clip. This one we hope is an easier one. Here's another mystery movie moment from the same movie. No one wants to hurt you or your daddy. You liar. You're supposed to kill him, and I know it. I'd advise you to do what my daughter says. I mean, you know why she's wanted. Remember the soldier at the airport? If you don't get that, then we'll start giving you cast members next. Yeah. Uh, we should we should say that Kevin Wench is the only person who got it right. Sorry, Kevin. No bottle opener. No bottle opener. Anyway, uh, if you know the answers, email us at sitas at gmail.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Um... Same deal here. We play a snippet from a song. This time, though, we're going to finally answer the drum montage challenge from like three shows ago. Yeah, I think we've given people time to yeah. sort I, this one out. We're still getting answers to it today, but uh, it's time to, to reduce it. Let's play the montage one more time. Okay, here we go. Brad, why don't you read off the names of the songs? Okay, the first clip is It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine by R.E.M. The second clip is Mirror in the Bathroom by English Beat. I think that was the one that tripped up a lot of people. Yeah. The third one is I Don't Care Anymore by Phil Collins. 
The fourth one is We Got the Beat by The Go-Go's. And the fifth one is Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. Excellent. Uh, we had a few more winners than I expected, so I want you to name off some winners. Well, here we go. Uh, winners this week include Just Drew, Chris Joy, Kelly E. in Puerto Rico, Jeff in San Jose, but not from San Jose, a.k.a. Two Sheds Young. That's a mouthful, Jeff. Does that fit on your driver's license? Uh, Scott Jakublik, Gary and Gilroy, Gabriel Daigle, Pinhead, Dr. Dim, Beat Poet Jeff, Dave A., Don in Tulsa, and Donnie from Charlotte. And we got uh, one. I'm sorry. One, yeah, we, we got one close but no cigar. Uh, Doug D. Rob Robertson in Ottawa, Illinois, not Ottawa, Canada, he says. Uh, he correctly named all of them, and even but for number three, he guessed Phil Collins in the air tonight. So we'll we'll read his name, but he's not eligible. Spin the wheel. Who is the winner of the magical bottle? And it's landing on Gary and Gilroy. Yes, happy birthday, Gary! I don't know why I'm doing that voice today. <laughs> what? What is that? It's it's supposed to be um, a Merry Christmas movie theater. Oh, it's supposed gosh. to be uh, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, it's not. It's coming across like uh, it's like someone punched me in the the. the yeah, I'm I'm really worried about this. Maybe maybe don't do the impressions anymore. Yeah, Gary and Gilroy, maybe definitely send us a mailing address, and sometime in the next 14 years, I'll send you a bottle opener. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com or steveinthe80s at gmail.com or broadinthe80s at gmail.com. I'll stop doing it. Is it really that bad? It's uh, it's not Barely. your best work. It's not uh, your best work, sir. Oh, God. So <laughs> do we, should we stop right here and re-record the whole show? Yeah, we probably ought to just okay. put this one out to pasture. Just hit stop. Sorry. Okay. My fault. Sorry. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080.
And we're back, and we have just a few minutes left. Brad has some exciting news about one of his favorite movies of the last couple of years, All American High. I got a note from Kiva Rosenfeld, the director of All American High Revisited, which uh, we, uh, who we interviewed on the show last year on episode 322, and it's getting a wider release. The movie's getting a digital release. Um, I believe it's on iTunes, maybe on some other streaming platforms. Uh, July 3rd in the United Kingdom. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but mid-September in the United States. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I don't know any more about it than that. I don't know what the pricing is going to be, but uh, this is it's so good. It's so good. Jimmy Stewart would know the pricing. Well, Jimmy Stewart, yeah, because he... He's just not allowed on the show anymore. Yeah, because of that voice. Oh, my gosh, it hurts my ears. Just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny ante building alone, I'll never know, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. I'm in a weird mood tonight. I I don't know what to say. Whenever we do an 80s news now, I get into like a, it kind of like my mood kind of like flows with the show, you know. I get all angry. Yeah, I I get like angry at Duran Duran, then I get all happy about Back to the Future, then I get all, I don't know, I don't know. You're confused about reunions? Rambunctious, for lack of a better word. Interesting. And And then from there, it just slips into really bad impressions. So anyway, that's cool. All American. It's like a revisited. first date with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. It is exactly like a date with me. It's not. It's. It's been so long since anyone experienced a date with Steve that I just assume it, they probably are just as uncomfortable as they were 30 years ago. Oh, come now. No, it's true. When was the last date I had? Uh. Uh. The, you know, the only dates I had lately were well, and, I'm, and I'm, by lately I mean like six months ago, or maybe. Like you know, because you know, I was doing the online dating thing. Okay, sure, yeah, like a like a getting to know you <laughs> like kind a, of thing. Yeah, something. It's like I'm whispering. I was doing like the online oh, dating hey, thing. You know, don't don't tell mom, but I was on yeah. Match.com. <laughs> so I was, on, I was I was on Match.com and eHarmony at the same time. So and, while I was in Oklahoma City, speaking of Match.com, I did go to have breakfast with my mom and her boyfriend, who she met on Match.com. My seventy-plus-year-old mother. <laughs> she's on Match. Well, not anymore because she's got her steady Freddy. Oh, okay. She's not still checking her matches? Just, I don't, just, you I, never know. I don't know. That doesn't seem like her, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Chicks be crazy. I have since quit both online services, and I'm, I'm like, I'm just, I'm in full hibernation, uh, off the market. You know, painted, painted my windows over black, so no one knows if I'm <laughs> home or not. You know, I have, I'm like finding Forrester. I have my food delivered. You know, they leave it outside the door, and I, and I slide an envelope full of money underneath. You know. Nice. It's, it works for me. It's, I don't recommend it for everybody, but it works for me. <laughs> In the meantime, we'll be back uh, soon with some more shows. We're, we're working on lining up some interviews. We have, uh, obviously, the mystery shows with Marty and Drew to come. That, that, yeah, that Brad we've got some stuff lined up with Carol. I we're think. overdue for a tribute to Karate Kid. Uh, but in the meantime, we leave you with the, um, the tortured sounds of Duran Duran <laughs> as we remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Is it really that bad? It's just, I don't think it sounds like you think it sounds. Uh.